What if it was possible to get local, fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up underwater basket weaving with all of that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make your grandma's famous casserole? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados. And they'll keep your eggs safe, too. To start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Welcome to Highly Irritable. This is my daddy's show. What's up, everybody? This is Adam Lee, your official host of Highly Irritable. Today's a special day. We've got an awesome guest on our show today. Um, he is a, I, I guess you could say he's like an internet sensation because I don't know where it came from, but I was his fan when he had like 200 people on TikTok. And then like six days later, he had a million fucking people. And I was just like, what just happened? But his videos are off the hook. His cooking is off the hook. And with that said, I want to introduce everybody uh to a good person. I love this guy. I love watching his videos. Say what's up, uh, Stale Cracker. What's happening? I'm glad to be on the show. Glad to have you. I'm glad you followed it from day one, A1, man. That's, that's what's up. Yeah, man. I, You know, you started doing the, the very first video I saw was the, you came out with that, like that big ass shovel thing and you smacked the, the pan and said, I'm going to learn y'all. And I said, dude, this guy's badass. <laughs> that, was my, that was my first video to get over a million views. That was my shrimp ball. Uh, I was teaching people how to ball shrimp and people are even, even Cajun people around there think they can do it. And you go eat at the house and like, man, you're messing a step. And I, I broke it down and it, it, it just took off and I was done with it. Yeah. And the wife and kids were like, man, you got to do another video. And it, I, I did another video, and the next, and now we're here. We got 1.6 million followers. Uh, we 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 building our Instagram up. Uh, we got we got a cookbook out. We got shirts. Uh, uh, you know, we got all kinds of merchandise on the website. Baby beers. Uh, so we doing good. I mean, like I said, I've been doing it for four months. You know, went from zero to 100 quick. It's so unbelievable, but it just goes to show, though. There is so much talent out there that people don't know about. And then when they do get recognized, you see how incredibly talented they are. Like all these other schmucks on the Food Network, for me, you know, I'm sitting here watching you cook a food, food, and that's the way I want to watch it because I like real shit. Like I don't want to watch some some chick in a freaking fake-ass kitchen making drinks and, you know, matching her fucking curtains, dude. I want to see the dude that shot the deer – killed the alligator, and then cooked that shit inside of a pot. Like, that is for me. That's for, like, everybody in America. That's right. Just, like, cooking it, hanging out, drinking beer, making a day of it. That's what we do. It's every every time we cook, 
Why you cook for so much? Well, I might have eight or nine partners come over here. I got family, friends. We all hang out and have a good time. That's what we live life to the Lord. That's what we do. And, it, you know, we're having fun. And now we're like, we're just videoing what we've been doing. We're not starting nothing <laughs> new yet. <laughs> You're videoing everyday life. And it's it's more yeah. interesting than anything. Cool, cool. I appreciate that. Yep. So where did you learn to cook? So uh, growing up on Bayou Lafourche in uh, Assumption Parish, South Louisiana, uh, my grandpa, he was a Cajun cook. And he did like a bunch of fairs and festivals and uh, firemen's fair. And he cooked at hunting camps. And I tag along with him. And he cooked for a large amount of people. And just tagging along with him, learning the culture just getting the basics down and never knowing I would ever use it. And once he passed away, I kind of didn't cook no more. And I was like, man, I need, I want the good stuff again. The stuff grandpa used to cook and I had to go researching his cookbooks and he didn't write much down. It was very bland yeah. and I'm still tweaking stuff to get it. And some of it is not even close as good as what he cooks, you know? Yeah. So we working on every day, every day we change something. The great thing about Cajun cooking, if you don't like something, don't put it in there. Add something different. If you don't like alligator, put chicken in it. You can cook the same stuff. Yeah. If you don't like it, cayenne in there. You know, that's what I like about it. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's definitely interesting. And I gotta say, like so my favorite one, my favorite two right now, the two things that you cook are you, you did the leftover fettuccine and then you did the crawfish oh, yeah. cornbread. So crawfish cornbread, in my opinion. Ooh, that shit should be in every freezer box in every grocery store across America. <laughs> yeah. What I like about both those dishes, they come from leftovers. I mean, you cook a lot, but we keep using We don't waste nothing. We'll either freeze it or we'll cook it. And then, and like I said, we boiled the crawfish and shrimp and we made stuff from that. And that's, that's what it's about. So It's it just damn, man. I know you see me commenting on your videos all the time because I'm always like, dude, I, like every time I watch your damn video, I gain 10 pounds. I go, I got to eat some food right now. <laughs> and you got to eat. That's what it takes. Not 400 pounds. I took uh, January off from lifting weights and exercising. That's what I do every year because I'm hunting a lot right now. But February 1st, it's going to be it's gonna be 11 months of some bad stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to keep like this. got to keep moving unless you, it's going to get you. But. I love to eat. I work out to eat. That's what I. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You seen that old uh, Gordon Ramsay took a shot at me, huh? Yeah. What so What that? was so? You, you got to see the video, obviously. And I'm wondering, like, it, there's fifty thousand ways to cook a steak, and this guy takes a jab at you. So you're clearly you're in. You're in now. <laughs> oh, hey, it ain't over with. Ain't, ain't nobody. Jab, you don't. You don't take a jab at me. I'm coming back with the right hook. So I got something for him in the work. Yeah. Ain't nobody ever come back and don't mess with the Cajun. We don't, we don't, we don't lay down. We coming back at you. Yeah, I don't know what that guy was thinking. He he made that video, and I'm sitting there, you know, and the whole time he's saying, "Come on, big boy," and, and I'm going, "Man, you never been to the South, bud." <laughs> and look, he could have he could have been a lot worse. And he was, I find he was real nice to me, and, I, and it helped me. And that it's all in fun. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and, you know, I was guy coming for. Him. It's gonna be funny, and it's no, it's nothing, man. Hey, we're not gonna. It's all good humor. It gives people something to watch, something to enjoy. And all the crazy crap that's in the world right now. That's what it's about. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, considering we're all stuck at home, I mean, that's originally how I found you is because I was stuck at home and I saw your video and I was like, yeah, I'm following this guy forever. <laughs> yep, yeah, we got some big stuff coming. We uh, we 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 just on the. 
we're just breaking the ice right now. We got a lot more coming. So, so we're about to, well, you know, we're about to go ahead. So tell the fans about the cookbook. How many recipes are are in there? 23 recipes. And I'm pretty sure all of them is what I cooked on TikTok before. So what's cool is you can get the recipe book, get the video out, and as you're cooking, you can look and see if it, if it looks right or what's going on. I, and I think it's good with people with their kids. They, they can they can have fun with it. They could be watching the video, saying, that's money, dude. Put that on a cracker, yeah. dude. Yeah. Why video with the cookbook so i think it's 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 a, it's a visual learning i think it, i think it's a, it's a good thing so that's why i wanted to put everything in the cookbook that i've cooked already now cook part part deuce is gonna be all the new stuff i'm cooking or i might i might do them all again like instead of do 23 do 50 recipes have the same ones over again so people you know saying that have didn't get the first one to get it all in one you know yeah 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 and how long have uh you know so to explain to everybody, that cookbook is generations of your family, right? That's generations of the family's cooking style. That's right. And it's recipes. Yep. That's yep. that's crazy, man. And and um, where can we? So where can we get your merch? Explain that too, because I want to get that out there so everyone can hear. Because we want to get your shirt sales up. We want to get everyone the shirts that is that that you have are money. They're absolute money. And I know that the you know there's always. The, there's always people every year there's a shirt that everybody buys you know or something that everybody says or there's a, a phrase and i believe you stole 2020 because you got put it on a cracker you got that's money dude and i'm yep. today i'm gonna yep. learn y'all so you had three phrases that are blowing up on the internet right now so tell them where yep. they can buy all this stuff so if you go on Instagram or TikTok, you go to the link tree. And you go to the link tree, it, it brings up the yeast glasses. It brings up my cookbook. It brings up the beer cone that I'm always drinking out of. It's got it <laughs> on the link tree. It's the thing that I'm involved with. So you you just check on the cookbook. You can order it. You can look at it. You get out of it. You can click on knives. You can click on merchandise, the shirts, and just check it all out. You know. So on TikTok, it's, in the, it's on the link tree. And on Instagram, it's right under my picture. So it's real easy to find. Yeah, it it actually is. You can check it all. Out. I've I've looked in his merch store. It's easy. It's streamless, and and everything ships out. Did I'm trying to keep everything right now? So, do you have like the foodie people? You know, the ones from the Food Network. Have they have they reached out to you to try to do a show at all? No, it, I, not really. Many people have reached out. I saw they did a little article with the Gordon Ramsay deal. I saw them do that, but. Uh, no, that's you know saying like the Yeet sunglasses reached out, the Bear Kong, the uh, the Knife Company. I got a few people reaching out. So man, it's it's and it's nothing you know nothing major. So I think I think I'm gonna just keep on chugging along. Something's good. Something good is gonna come. It's got to you know. So, well, you, your show. I mean, literally, <laughs> you, you don't need to do anything. You, your platforms everywhere now. I mean, you caught my eye out here in California. I mean, and it. it Let's be honest. That's what this is for—is to get your platform out there. So I mean, it's it's amazing what you're doing, and you got to keep doing it because these everybody out here loves your content. I share your content daily with everybody that I know. So, and then to do this interview is the biggest honor I've ever had because I actually finally get to talk to you and find out what's going on and tell you how much everybody out here loves your stuff. You got to keep it going. I mean, you really don't need a Food Network contract because you did it all on your own and slow and steady wins the race 
Yep. You know, I've been to uh, I've been to San Diego twice. Somebody hired me to go out there and ball shrimp and crawfish twice. On that, that was cool. Went out there, blew those people's mind. Had to show them how to feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they freaked out, but it was fun. Hope I get to do some more stuff like that because I enjoyed that. I enjoyed mixing with the fans and the people. That's, that's badass. Yeah, you uh, do. You have any type of things coming up where you're going to be meet, uh, doing meet and greets or anything like that, or traveling the country? Well, with, with this virus and all going on, there's not there's not many people wanting to pile up. So I'm just laying low and just just waiting for everything to open back up and 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 let you know just let everything work out and do the, the, the you know the internet stuff and and stuff like that. I got a few little cookings I'm gonna go do at some little you know little small weddings and functions for people I know, but uh, I don't have nothing serious planned and. And I probably won't do nothing until all this is all this is back to mainstream. So yeah, and so you said you're gonna basically. Sorry, keep jumping all over the place, but you. I want to go back to your. So you got another cookbook in the works. You're trying to do a second cookbook, which is going to be even more recipes. And is this going to be? What type of recipes do we have to look forward to? I think I, I think I'm gonna concentrate more on wild game on the second one. Uh, deer, quail, rabbit. And, you know, the sides, maybe some more desserts. Uh, but like I said, it's going to be stuff that I cooked on TikTok. That way you could go and back and reference it. But I think the next cookbook is going to be, I'm working with some people to be high definition, more pictures, more colorful photos, silly sands, maybe a few Cajun jokes in there. So it's going to be, we, we pumped this one out. It's it's bland. It's real just, just to get it out there just so people can have something to start cooking because they keep begging for a cookbook. So I said, let's do it. Now the second one, it's going to have the same 23 recipes, but it's going to be an actual, like a collectible item book. It's going to be something worth putting your hands on. That's nice. what I'm working for. Yeah, that's awesome. And and so are the kids helping you out with the cookbook too? Oh, yeah, the wife and <laughs> kids. And I'm not good with phones, computers. I just I just do the cooking. Most, and the hardest part with the cookbook, my wife's like, well, how much of this you put? I said, I don't know. I just sprinkle it in there. <laughs> go back and look at the video. I was like, man, that looks like a tablespoon. That looks like a pound. I don't know. Yeah. And so, uh, some of my videos, people, I'd be like, two pounds of cheese. People are like, two pounds? That was like four. I put four cheese. So, yeah. I'm the same way because I don't know. Dude, I don't even read the mac and cheese box. I just cook it. I just know how to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's kind of funny Good. that you say that. So you're, and your wife, she's funny too because she's got the, she did the, uh, you did the special with the uh, cheesy potatoes. Oh man. Yeah. She, she, I'm the, I'm the, the meat kind of guy. She's the sides and desserts. She kills me. Sometimes it makes me mad because sometimes I'll cook something really good and people be like, man, those cheese potatoes were good. I was like, how about the steak you just ate? Oh, I don't know, but that cheese was good. So, deal we got. So. Oh man, that's awesome! We we most of our house is a screened-in porch, and that's where we hang out and cook, and we have people over. So we're outdoors people, and we love we uh we love to have uh, people over and hang out. And that's like I said, all we're doing is filming what we do. We're not trying to invent the wheel again, you know. Yeah, just good old-fashioned family recipes and good old-fashioned family videos that everybody can watch, even your kids. I mean, it's it's good stuff, man. Really good. We don't curse. We don't do. We don't in our videos, and that's what's helping me out. I think I got followers from six years old to ninety years old. It's a family friend channel, but it's funny, and I think that's I'm reaching out to everybody, and I think that's why my followers went up so quick because I'll have six years old sending me videos saying that's money, 
and I'll have an 80 year old man dressed in a wig trying to act like me. So I think it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> and okay. So the other thing yeah. you're doing too, which we'll touch on this and, and then, you know, cause I know you got stuff to do, but, um, the YouTube. So you're starting a YouTube channel, which is good stuff because you're going to be cooking on that as well. So everything will be even more formatted, right? Right. I'm waiting until hopefully this cookbook does good so I can get better video equipment and start doing entire cooking shows yes. like on YouTube, 20, 30 minute videos of the whole deal where I can at least joke and hang out with, with, with you know, with the fans and all instead of 60 seconds trying to rush. And, you know, and just so I think. I'm trying to move some people that way, but I'm not rushing nobody because my YouTube sucks right now. I yeah. need, I want to, re- I want to fight before I start moving people that way. Now my Instagram is a little better. I'm starting to show people like my Bronco, uh, you know, running over. I got old Cadillac. I got we run over stuff. It's just a different side than just cooking. So it makes it a, a, a well-rounded channel. We got funny stuff. We got serious stuff. We got cooking and we have fun. So, so you could get it all at Stale Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> right on man well hey you know what i appreciate you doing this interview awesome and uh every one of my fans on highly irritable are gonna love this because they've all been asking for me to get this done and it's like you know obviously we're both pretty busy dudes uh because you have you have a whole nother business outside of just doing you right oh yeah 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 we got a lot going on and like i said finally got a weekend off so i can cook and hang out with the family that's why i hit you up and you hit me up we I said, let's get it done today. Let's knock this out. So, and I appreciate because I mean, you've been messaging me from since day one. Ain't something that out <laughs> of other ones. Wait till I get a million and a half followers, and now you want to interview me. But it's okay. And like I said, I'll do them. But all right, there's a pecking order, and I and I appreciate you following me from so long ago, man. Absolutely, I will be your fan for the rest of my life, man. I'm gonna watch your stuff, and I support you, and everybody out here in Cali supports you. My wife's tripping right now. She's behind the door right now, the studio, wondering what's going on. <laughs> So, and uh, I'm glad to be on your show, and I hope you're all success, man. Yeah, you too, my friend. And uh, we will definitely, uh, we got to do this again once you start launching in YouTube and stuff because you know, we got to tell everyone where it's at and get it pushed over. And I want to get you all over the West Coast. I mean, your your stuff is priceless, and this, this is stuff that we need. We need this kind of, we need you in our life. It's because it takes our mind off of all this other crap, and we can see that, you know, hey, look, that. We're still cooking. We're still having fun with our family. We're still driving our Broncos. We're we're still out in 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 the middle of nowhere doing whatever we need to do. You don't need nothing except for this type of stuff, and and that's, that's right. why we appreciate you so much. That's why you have one point six million followers. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Right on, man. Well, hey, you have yourself a good day, and uh, I appreciate you coming on to Highly Irritable. Thank y'all. So. I just want to take some time to thank my sponsor, Anchor. Um, If you haven't heard of them, um, they are the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and basically any other platform. Um, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum li- listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, it's what I use. So if you haven't yet, go and download the Anchor app on your phone or just go to anchor.fm.
Are you tired of spending big money on sunglasses? Well, I was. And I found this company on Instagram, and they're called Yeats. And they're great. Not only are they fashionable, but they're affordable. And that's even better. And they've got a little bit of a cool backstory, too. They're they're from Florida. The owners are Brianna Austin and Javier Chavez. And they start, you know, they worked at a jet ski rental business in Tampa, Florida, and they decided to turn a dream into a reality. And that's what is happening with Yeats. Yeatsofficial.com is where you can order your sunglasses. And let me tell you, they are affordable. They're anywhere between 35 and 40 bucks. My favorite pairs are the Humo, the Old Yellers, and the Faded. That's just my style. You know, your style might be different, but Yeats definitely has it. So go to Yeatsofficial.com or check them out on Instagram where I found them. Their handle is at Yeatsofficial. And check this out. Yeats is an exclamation of happiness, excitement, or all-around good energy. Doesn't everybody need that? Check them out. Yeatsofficial.com Oh, man, I'm so glad that Stalecracker did that interview with me today. It was pretty cool, you know? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'd... How long would you say I've been trying to get him to do the show with me? For a couple of weeks now, right? Well, I would say longer than that. I mean, he... He said himself that he's only been doing this for four months, but ever since he started, I've been telling you about him, you know? Yeah. You were telling me to look at his videos, and you've been showing them to me, too. He's kind of like the... He's the epitome of, of the good content that you find on social media. You know, the stuff that goes viral and, and stuff like that? Yeah. He's the exact opposite of all the dog shit that you watch pretty much 98% of the time, including me. I mean, I don't put up fun, a lot of funny content. I mean, to be honest, I think it's funny to me, but to 70 other million people, it's probably like, this guy's dumb. Well, he's got good content that people want to see too. Yeah. I, I, I literally can't get over the fact the, the cornbread that he makes. Did I show you that video? I think you did. With the crawfish. Yeah. I mean, crawfish cornbread. Think about that with a Cajun touch on it. And it's got a little bit of heat on it. I mean, I'd love to try something that he made. I, Like I said, I wish that stuff was in every freezer room across the nation. I mean, the guy really is that. I mean, he's serious. Like this dude, this man kills the animal he's going to cook. Think about that. Yeah. I know they're. You know, people out here on the West Coast aren't used to hearing stuff like that, but it's like for real. I know, you know, people go catch tuna and they're like, oh, we're going to make tuna, you know. Mm -hmm. People are going to, you know, people go catch, uh, people go deer hunting and they bring back just a little bit of venice. Not a lot, but they bring back some venice. Um, They go hunting for pigs and they shoot pigs and bring back a little bit of bacon, right? Yeah. Okay, well, this dude goes and hunts alligator. He goes and hunts deer. He, I mean, he even said it himself. The second cookbook he's coming out with is going to be basically like about gain, gainy food or gamey food, you know. Yeah. So that should be interesting on how he throws his Cajun twist on that. I'm kind of interested in that. I'm super excited for this guy doing his new, his second, you know, book. Yeah, well, and I'm sure he's used to cooking with that type of food too. Yeah, I, I just it it just baffles me. I'm I'm super excited that I got to do this interview with him and. 
you know, I'm glad that we got to put this content on our show and, and, and bring him on to Highly Irritable, which means it sets us up for more interviews later in the time when he starts to launch his YouTube and everything, because this dude's only got room for success. I mean, 1.6 million followers on TikTok, and the dude's growing like a rapid beast right now on Instagram. Yeah. They're literally falling over to Instagram on him. Yeah, he's doing really good. He really is. And, it, you know, he said he said his YouTube channel was doing shitty, and it's got 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> I have 23. <laughs> well, he's probably uh, comparing it to his TikTok account. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, th- that's the problem with TikTok, though, is there is, with TikTok, there's an instant gratification sometimes because one of your videos could go viral and catch 7,000 views instantly. I mean, yeah. it's happened to me. Yeah, YouTube's not. It doesn't work that same way. It doesn't. But for you to hit 2,000 subscribers in, in basically four months is unprecedented. Yeah. I can't even imagine the last person that did that other than their video going viral. But, you know, it's like the TikTok gives you the instant gratification. So any dummy can get on there and make a video. And somehow, some way, the algorithm on TikTok launches it, and you get seven, eight thousand views on it. Doesn't mean you get likes or comments, but you definitely get the views. Yeah, I don't know what kind of algor- algorithm uh, YouTube has. If it's if it kind of works the same about what shows up on like the front page. I think it does, but I think it has to do with like all the hashtags and stuff. Mm. I think you know because you're the one that obviously taught me about hashtags and what hashtags can do for you because I had no idea. Like she told me about like 30 hashtags and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate social media. I hate, I hate it. Like I, (laughs) I can't stand it. The fact that I have to launch off 30 social media hashtags just to get people to like see my content is ridiculous. You do what you gotta do. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm just not a fan of it. I don't know. He did do a good job, though. And I think the interview went well. Yeah, it was good. Um, good listening to it. Yeah, I, I'm excited for what's to come for him because he's got a lot of good things coming his way, and I can't wait to interview him when he starts to pull people over to YouTube. Yeah, that'll be like such a better platform for him too to be able to do 30 minute videos and stuff. He doesn't need TV; they'll pay him on that. Yeah, and I think it would be interesting to watch him do an actual cooking show on YouTube, too. Not just, like, the the short TikTok segment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only get, like, what, 20 seconds or something like that? Yeah, I think he was saying it's really hard to try to fit it into 60 seconds. Oh, 60 seconds. 60 seconds he's making cooking videos. I'm not super familiar with TikTok, but... No. Well, that's why you always see part one and like for part two and yeah. like for part three and four and five and six because, you know... It's the only platform that lets people do that. Yeah, so it'll be good to see him on YouTube eventually. So you can just sit and you watch the whole thing and get a lesson on how to cook some food. Yeah, I just, it's funny because this episode's all about social media right now. I mean, it's just kind of cracking me up because, um, so YouTube is like the hardest one to get subscribers and followers on just for those of you that are wondering what it is like, you know, you do get paid if you become a creator um youtube i believe pays the most and i believe instagram and tick and twitter come in second as far as what they pay um and then tiktok is like garbage like 
just because it, it is. It's so easy. But the problem with TikTok right now, though, is like I said, the instant gratification. And there's so many shitty videos out there. I mean, they're like really bad videos. And then they have these like fucking grow parties that these people throw. And I've been in the grow rooms just to, you know, you want to get more followers so that obviously I can have more content and have more people listening to the show. But, you know, like you go into these grow rooms and you're just like, fuck, this sucks. Like TikTok's turning into the desperation of the 40 year old mom. Like it's just unbelievable. Even the 40 year old dad. <laughs> it's just for the desperate people. <laughs> in some, no, I think social media in any context is sometimes for the desperate person to be honest i mean they're reaching you're yeah, reaching well, really far with some of the dog shit you watch out there yeah i think everybody wants people to view their content though they do well everybody you know so they're gonna no, do what they have to do there's not a person on this planet that doesn't have a little tiny piece of them inside that absolutely dies to be famous some people i mean well, then again, I mean, maybe not. No, there's I'm, I'm going to go out there and say, like, I bet you 100 percent of the people on planet Earth all have a one percent thought in their brain, at least or more that they would totally dig being famous in some sort of way. Yeah. Well, OK, that's yeah. So, like, I think everybody at one point is like, what would it be like to be a celebrity or. Well, that's what they like teach that. you as a kid growing up. Yeah, they do. You know, be in plays and, you know, chase your dreams. And dreams, the way they portray them as a ch- when you're a child is to be famous or... Have ex- a lot of money. Have a lot of money, right? But yeah. that's not the definition of success. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm just saying, it's it's... Watching some of the content lately is just getting ridiculous. Like, slow the fuck down, like... Like, take a minute and realize what you're putting on, on the web for everybody to see. Like, you, you, you know, number one, the amount of ass and titties that are on social media these days is horrendous. Like, and it's not like we're seeing young girls with just the OnlyFans thing. Because OnlyFans blew up too. So don't say it didn't, right? I mean, and some of the OnlyFans stuff is just girls ch- taking pictures of their cooter. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, even even Stale Cracker has a video where he says if you, if uh, he said something like, you know, if you don't like food, then scroll up and watch them girls twerk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true because, I mean, I would say at least half, if not more, of what you see on TikTok is, you know, those little dance videos where maybe you don't have enough clothes on. Well, think about this, though. For every creative video that's out there, like genuinely creative, where, you know, the normal people would go, wow, okay, I like that video. So I'm going to take the time to hit the heart. I'm going to take the time to hit the comment button, and I'm going to take the time to follow this person. For every one of those videos, there's 8,000 more behind it that are absolute trash. Well, that's on the For You page. It's not just TikTok though, it's Facebook, it's it's Instagram, it's 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 Twitter. P- people just reach way too far for that desperation of having that viral thing. Yeah, well I guess that brings it back to last episode with 
nobody has anything better to do right now, I guess, because everybody's stuck at home. You gotta pass the time somehow. I don't think so. I I think that me personally, the irritating part about it is that people, you know, like like me, I'm working, you know, and I'm only using this platform just so that I can get my podcast out there and people to watch my YouTube. That's it. Yeah. You know, my creativeness and my artisticness comes out on this podcast mm-hmm. with comedy or whatever joke I write or why I'm irritated about it. Yeah. You know, um, it's just kind of goofy. Like you, you just, you know, you got to take into context about how much crap is out there. And it's just funny because I watch his video and his videos, they are not the best videos on planet earth. Like they really aren't that, you know, it's really tough. He doesn't have good recording equipment, but the content of the video is amazing. Oh yeah. He's putting recipes that he had to remember from what his grandpa taught him years ago. Cause his grandpa never wrote it down. It was basically all this is, you know, in my brain. He didn't make a cookbook. Mm -hmm. And he's taking that stuff and he's throwing it down in 60 seconds. Yeah. Think about that. Well, and you can get lost in his feed, too. When you told me you were going to have him on the show, I went on his page and I had sat there and just kept scrolling and scrolling. I think I watched almost every video. It's, It's content for everybody. He really should have his show. He's a hidden gem. I mean, let me tell you, like, I don't eat alligator and... No. Wild game, but... It's interesting to watch him cook all that food. Yeah, his alligator gumbo's off the hook. It looks so good. I couldn't imagine it in a bread bowl, and he puts it on a cracker every time, and every time he does that, I want to eat it. <laughs> he makes the potato salad and the cheesy potatoes that his wife makes. It's just it's baffling. It's so good. I mean, I can get his cookbook, but I don't know where I'm going to find an alligator. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing, though. Like, dude, come on. Like... This dude is doing this, and he's he's got 1.6 million followers based on just the content that he throws out there. And then you have the very next scroll that you get down. It's a 40-year-old Margaret in a nightgown, and she's like, no, I'm not looking for any likes or anything. I just want to, you know, just see how beautiful I am. I'm fucking tired of it, man. I really am. Aren't you, You're not sick of that shit? I don't go on TikTok. As much as you think Stop I Stop thinking about just fucking TikTok. Think about other shit. Instagram's the same fucking thing. I don't go on that page on Instagram. Like, I scroll my feed, but I hardly ever find myself on that explore page. Or the real page, I guess, is what you call it. The reels that people do. Only because, yeah, that I mean, that's really what you see. And most of it is just people sharing from tiktok like at the bottom of the video it'll say like their tiktok account name so it's like they just shared the video to a different platform well and then the other thing i don't understand too is even if it's good or not like people getting you know the guys that video game stream the ones that stream video games i just don't understand that like what is so intrinsic about that ask our kids i guess i'm gonna have to i mean i i don't know you guys must know i mean obviously leave some comments about the game trending thing on our on our website but you know if if you guys want to find videos by the way for for stale cracker um i just want to throw this out there his handle on instagram is at stale cracker official his youtube page is just the stale cracker official and then on tiktok is the original place where he came from 
you know, and got most famous, uh, it's just stale cracker and you spell stale cracker S T A L E K R A C K E R. Um, and it's not a racial thing. It's just because he uses a cracker to put his food on everything and he loves it. And he even has a cracker holder that goes on his overalls. I love it. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) I love that stuff. But, you know, just touching, you know, bringing the irritated part into the show, which is what I'm trying to incorporate, is that I'm interviewing someone that is incredibly talented. This man is incredibly talented. Like, I wish I wish that I had that kind of talent when I cooked or that I had that kind of history behind my cooking. You know what I mean? Like, he's talking about Louisiana and Bayalabatju and... And going to cooking shows with his grandpa, like I'm, je- like I'm not like jealous, but I'm. I wish that I had that kind of history to be able to put out that kind of kind of content because it's special. I just wish I could make that kind of food. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably could. I think you could probably do his cornbread. If you oh, watched maybe. his video, I think you could probably cook it. He says you can cook it, and if you don't want the Cajun side of it, you can change up the the thing. I mean, he, you know, his. 90% of his cooking is is garlic and and um in the Tony Schreigens <laughs> where he uses the, the little t- uh hit it with Cajun two step. No, I definitely want the Cajun. You know I'm all about the spice and the flavor. Yeah, we, we both sure. are. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, touching on that though is I am so sick and tired of the other videos. I was just sitting there the other day thinking about it because I've been doing so much work on it on social media, you know, trying to build my platform for this. And <laughs> because of TikTok and I got instant gratification on like five or six of my videos where they went super viral, you know, where 7,000, 10,000 and 8,000 views. Um, I know you're looking at me weird, but if you want to check my TikTok, it's there because you're no. looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot right now. If you guys can't see, I know you can see her face. She's looking at me like I'm stupid, and this is what she does to me sometimes. No, but just to be honest, that's what irritates me too. But I never go on and look at that. How many people view other people's videos? Well, anyways, there's there's views on the bottom left hand corner, and some of mine have been instant virals where they go to seven or eight thousand views my two biggest ones were the ones that i did the where i fake like i'm getting knocked out by the cowboy kid who did his stupid if you know when oh yes when sister calls because brother he hit me and he does that stupid fucking song that's even a dumbass video but that shit went viral on fucking tiktok and that kid's got 229,000 followers wow what the fuck people like his stuff Dude, like, I put way more time into my videos than that guy. Hey, you don't know if he's out there planning that out. <laughs> Dude, stop. <laughs> this fucking guy downloaded TikTok with his big-ass belt buckle and fucking decided, I'm going to make a video about my sister getting hit in the face. And then throws the most donkey punch you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. Like, it's ridiculous. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a bully or make fun of you, kid, but that was a shit punch, and you know that that's why you got famous. And if you say that's not, you're to you. Whatever. I'm not trying to make fun of you, bro. I'm just being honest, dude. That's what I am. Sometimes honesty sucks, but it's just, it's real. Like today, dude, this guy, 40,000 fucking likes for a video because he put a hammer in his pants and was nailing a piece of fucking wood down (laughs) with his dick. 
No, it was with his hand. It was like his. Pretend. But he was pretending that he was using his dick to nail hammers into wood. Yeah. The fuck, dude. Forty thousand likes, and he speaks it in Russian or something, which it yeah. was kind of funny, but still dumb as shit. I laughed when you showed me. And and all these people just follow him. I I, I just, dude, I don't understand it. People are so desperate. I wasn't expecting it. And and when you go into like these live view things where or the the grow parties they call it, you yeah. know where they got the fucking whiteboard up and they're like, okay, okay, fucking dab, dude. Uh, make sure you fall. The funny part is, is when they say they try to say a user's name that gives them a gift because they give these stupid gifts, you know, like yeah. And and one guy explained exactly what the money value was for it, and I was like, wow, that's dog shit. So like, if someone gets this birthday cake or disco ball that's like a thousand coins. It's it it equivalates to like a dollar fifty. <laughs> hey, a dollar fifty is a dollar fifty. <laughs> I just sit there going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and like I was genuinely trying to chase that and do a a follow party, and like now I feel fucking stupid because I'm never doing it. Look, but if you got like a a thousand people or however many people join those grow parties, yeah, and everybody's sending you a dollar, two bucks. I mean, yeah. It. Hey, Adds up. <laughs> listen, I, I'm I'm rolling on a tangent about shitty content, and my stuff could be really shitty too. I I don't care. I'm not desperate though. Like I'm not in the grow rooms. Like, please give me a Roblox card, and please give me an Xbox card, and you know, please follow me. Please, I don't give a fuck if you follow me or not. Like, I could give yeah. a shit less. The only reason I want followers is just. To make sure that I have enough people listening to this podcast. Yeah, just to spread the word. That's it. Not I could give get, a shit like, less. Viral, famous. No, and every now and then I make funny videos to make fun of people because I just think they're so fucking dumb. <laughs> they are. I mean, j- just humans are just fucking dumb and desperate at this point. They irritated you. It, it, it's, it just does because it's like you, you can see it. You can see it in their demeanor how desperate they truly are. Even the people that are hosting the rooms, they think they're like King Dingling because they have a million followers on TikTok. And then you switch over to their YouTube and their other platforms and they've got like fucking 10 followers. Yeah. Because your content is shit. Yeah, I saw one of those girl parties and it kind of looks like you're at an auction. That's exactly what it is. Like they're holding it up and they're talking super fast and... (laughs) That's exactly what it is, you and these people like you're li- win something. Yeah, and and they're literally auctioning off followings, and and you know getting you know thank you for my disco ball. You're going on the top of my list. You know follow this person. Blah 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 blah. You know Instagram doesn't have that. That's why it's tough. You have to actually be a creator. Yeah. Like you have to be able to use your hashtags, and you have to be able to be you know have have content that people want to listen to. Yeah. Like I'm just praying that people are listening to my shit driving down the freeway, like for the full. However long it is, you know, but I need to keep creating interesting stuff or else it's fucking fall apart. Oh, yeah. People will unfollow, you know. I just to me, it's like, you know, I spend a lot of time dedicating. I I spend a lot of time on this kind of stuff to make sure I put out quality content and I hope it's good stuff. I really do. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's why the those girl parties just they can't work because those people have to unfollow you at some point. They do. Because right? your your follows go up and down. I've seen it happen. So, like, it's all bullshit. And they unfollow you on purpose because they go up to, like, not, if you look at every single one of them, they have 9,999 followers or 9,997. Yeah. 
And what they do is when they get to a certain point, they unfollow you. And then they follow more people so that those people can get followed. So they keep the same amount of followers at all times. Yeah, so it's so not you really might, helping you. You might be famous or get yourself up to 10,000 views or whatever. But then when you keep putting out garbage, bullshit, dog shit stuff, then people don't care anymore. Yeah, you need the quality content that people want to watch. Yeah, like the those two people that do the, the lip syncing to all the songs. They put out a video today. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking to about. <laughs> they put a fucking video out today, and these people, what they do, this this couple started a long time ago, and at first it was like really cute, you know, because they're two old people that like are just they're bar lizards, and they drink a lot, and they listen to fucking '80s rock and roll like Dio and shit and all this stuff, and they make these videos of them lip syncing, but they're off so bad, like they can't. They don't even know the fucking words, but they just do it, and it just became this overnight thing. And now they have 84,000 followers, and they're fucking at, talking about doing meet and greets and all this stuff. It's just, like, fucking baffling. But they started doing this thing now where they're doing shout-outs for people, like like Cameo. Oh. <laughs> it's atrocious. Yes, it's... I'll show you when we're, over, when we're done with the show. But the guy did a message tonight saying, we're not going to be doing any more of these... Uh, shout outs anymore because it's taken away from our content. And I'm like, oh, you mean because now you're you're only getting like 40 likes now because people are kind of like, fuck your shit now? Yeah, nobody wants to watch you give a yeah. shout out. Bro, you were PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5's out, big dog. Sorry to tell you, but your shit is gone. And your 84,000 followers are probably like five-year-old kids that don't even have TikTok anymore. <laughs> I'm just trying to be real. Like, I want to shoot these people real, for real. Like, like, stop being fucking desperate. I know coronavirus has made everybody crazy, but stop being fucking desperate. It's like, dude, it blows my mind. You have to be good. You have to have content. You have to have stuff you write. Yeah. Like, dude, I spend fucking 24 hours awake, basically. I have insomnia. I sit there, and I think, and I write, and I think, and I write, and I want content for my show. Yeah. I mean, the desperation of people on social media nowadays and trying to get followers and being anything relevant is ridiculous. And I know it's switching now because now you're seeing a lot more superstars coming over to TikTok. They're trying to take over like Gordon Ramsay's there now. Avril fucking Levine is on there now posting her shit because it's a new platform for young kids for them to swallow up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Instagram, unfortunately, sadly, Instagram is starting to become like the Facebook now because TikToks move forward. Yeah, it's huge. Think about it. Like, think about like, you know, that commercial, the millennial one where she says like, oh, Facebook's for old people like yeah. my mom and dad. <laughs> well, I don't think Instagram's there just yet. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, TikTok's definitely. Wait, are, wait, 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 hold on. Are, are you getting biased because you might be in that old person's group because you're an Instagrammer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Instagrammer. I'm not a TikToker. No, you're I'm not. not. Because you're not created, ahead of the game. I've never created a video. I, I mean, I can sit there and I'll watch and I'll get lost in TikTok maybe like one day a week, you know, for a couple hours because it really sucks you in. Yeah. Well, that's because the videos are so easy. Yeah. And it, it's because the stuff that you can make on it is super easy and you can add music and everything. It's like the best platform for easy videos and good stuff. I mean, people can make really good content, really funny shit on that 
that that thing and then there's the other side of it where they're just so desperate yeah i like the good stuff like i like watching the videos like that the how-to videos and um i don't know like the tutorials on how to, to do things and i don't know just the good stuff like the cooking ones and stuff and not so much the people dancing no and i'm totally into the um Right now, I'm into all of, like, the secrets on the iPhone. I love that guy who does those videos. Oh, I haven't seen those. You know, like, the one where I told you where you can, you tap the phone and the light comes on or whatever and all that stuff, or it takes a picture. Can I just say, though, I think it's so unfair that I feel like everybody gets a different side of TikTok. So the TikTok that you're on is not the TikTok that I'm on. Yeah, well, my feeds are all different. So, like, my Facebook feed is, like, all family Clearly, because it's for the old people. So, like, it's family pictures and portraits. And then my Instagram is, um, like, all famous people, like LeBron. And, like, you're on there. But, I, you know, I followed a lot of famous people when I went on to Instagram because I was like, okay, well, I don't do Twitter, really. Yeah. And my Twitter feed is, like, whatever. It's all stupid shit, like politics. And then mm-hmm. TikTok is basically, like, my neighbor. Like, all the normal people. There's no famous people in my TikTok feed. I feel like I get a couple famous people here and there, but it's not filled with celebrities. No, it's more so people wanting to be influencers. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so fucking fed up with with all the shitty content that's coming out on social media. And, uh, you know, like... I just got done interviewing one of the best social media guys out there with 1.6 million followers. And there's a reason why he has those followers. And if you, you know, for one thing, like go watch their videos and get a little inspiration because, you know, you could change just a few things to make yourself funny and like your shit, you know, you don't need to do the follow parties. Just go with the flow. Yeah. Like, I wish we could get rid of the follow party people because I'm fucking over it. Well, they're just trying to make money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, they are, but they think that they're they're gods, and it's it's just it's so sad. Like, like it I really said, is. They're like running an auction over there. Like they think they're like big dog over there. <laughs> well, and, the and to be honest, like these people all want to be famous, but they don't have the fucking skin to handle being famous because people blast them all the time, and they get so fucking butt hurt. Oh, in the comments. Yeah, they they I look the new thing now is for the people with like tons of followers is take comment and drop it up on the top of the video and then blast somebody that made that comment. Oh, like they pin it up there and it, Yeah. Oh. That's their new thing. And this one lady does it. She's one of these people that does these follow-up uh videos and fuck, she's annoying. Every time she does a video, she has a piece of chocolate or food and she's fucking feeding her mouth with like a heifer and she smacks while she does the video. So she's like, oh, can you have a Roblox card? <laughs> well, let's see if you follow me. And then she goes and goes, oh, you didn't follow me. <laughs> like, she's something special. Like, bitch, you're on TikTok, dude. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I haven't seen those videos. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like <laughs> I'm talking to a dead wall right now. But it's I'm just irritated because it's just so boring like the content's boring and i'm over it and i think mainly because i'm having to use it just to like build a platform for the show itself because podcasts are based on you know a social media following or people knowing about your shit and the only way to really do that is to advertise on those platforms so that's why i have to write for the show you know and put up good content 
You guys can see him looking at me like that, right? Yeah. She's not doing too good with the TikTok thing, but okay, let's do this. You want to do um, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, sure. Let's see if we can do a little better on this one. All right. So let's do a what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> All right. This is one of my favorite parts of the show now. I get I laugh at these people because they're so fucking dumb. <laughs> We should have done it on social media. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> uh, okay, so... All right, so here's this dude, right? So this dude is... This guy's name is Ted Zoo, And this guy decided to go up and climb Mount Fuji in normal clothes. Like he was walking through the village and just decided, I'm going to go walk up Mount Fuji, right? Yeah, like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. He had his normal clothes on, and he did it because he wa- there's I guess there's this place up there where you can you know live stream and still have phone self service. Yeah. So that people can do their live videos and stuff, or take pictures of themselves up there and FaceTime on the mountain. Well, this guy decided to do that, but he went beyond the point that you're supposed to go to, and the video actually shows him fall off the fucking mountain. He even says in the video, I think I'm falling. Oh, no. And his viewers actually watched him fall off the mountain. Dude, what do you what do you do? Disconnect. Watching that. (laughs) Some of them call. Well, they obviously some of the people they called the uh, the authorities to let him know, like, hey, this dude might have just fell off the mountain and they fucking found his body. He was dead. Oh. Like, it, and, and he even tells, like, his followers because his hands started going numb and his feet started going numb. And um, he starts explaining it. It's all in, in Japanese, so you can't understand it unless you put the captions on. But the video is insane. And he starts, like, if you have a chance to look it up, it's called The Pinnacle of Stupidity on the Darwin Awards. And it shows the actual video of this dude falling off the mountain, this Tarwin or Ted Zoo guy. 47-year-old dude, and he, he starts going numb in the hands, numb in the feet, and then says, you know, I think I'm falling. And boom, the video shows him fall off the mountain. I mean, wasn't he supposed to have some kind of gear? <laughs> well, that's the point. When you go past this point, it's for experienced people only. And he kept going, and his viewers are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, like stop. Yeah, you fucking idiot. The, the, the part of this show... What the fuck were they thinking? What was he thinking? I don't think he was. Well, I think he was. I think he thought he was going to get famous like these other desperate hacks on TikTok. Yeah, that's true. He thought he was going to make it back and everybody was going to be like, oh my God, you did it. <sighs> my fucking back is bugging me, guys. Lately, I haven't been sleeping very well. Probably because I'm so irritated at the people on TikTok. <laughs> it's giving you back problems. <laughs> yeah, totally is. Let's see. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. So that guy ends up dying. Shit is getting real. Rest in peace. Yeah. That's sad. Coronavirus! <laughs> Coronavirus! Shit is getting real! This shit's getting real. And we're just getting started on what the fuck were they thinking. Okay, moving on to the next what the fuck were they thinking. Are you ready for this one? Yes. 
Hang on one second. Sorry, guys. The suspense is killing me. The good thing about a podcast is we don't have a time frame. We can do whatever we want. You know, and you guys are hanging by the, the you know, skin of your teeth right now wondering what's he going to do next. At least I think that. And then my content's crappy and you guys leave. And I lose all my followers on TikTok. Oh, no. And I'm going to have to go to a grow party. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> A grow party. It just sounds dirty for some reason when I hear it. I'm going to go to a grow party. Does it sound like a bunch of people trying to get a hooker? No, it sounds like like a swinger party to me. Like, oh, I'm going to go to a grow party. <laughs> Is it just me? Yeah. No, I. to be honest with you, I feel dirty being in those rooms. <laughs> I do. And sometimes I feel like, you know what, I really need to talk to Marissa about this because I feel absolutely filthy that I'm in this room trying to get followers. Yeah, I have a problem. Yeah, you feel like that. Like it's an addiction, which I bet you sometimes it is for those people. Like they're addicted to that, like celebrity. Like building a following. Yeah, like they're addicted to people liking them. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is because they're, they don't feel accepted like, the more followers you have, yeah. the better you feel. Yeah, so if you're listening, TikTokers that are unsuccessful, that are going to follow parties, go to see a fucking therapist. It's okay to be normal. It is. We don't all have to be famous. We can have gray hair, and you can argue with your wife, and you can do stupid shit with your wife, and you can just be normal, because you know what? Me and her are completely happy. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? I'm a sexy guy. thought. Okay, so on a sunny Tuesday, Label cruised along Highway 99 near Modesto till he spotted a tractor trailer pulling a boat cargo of red wine. What? Okay, nope. It gets better. Listen. Okay. Just listen. Pulling alongside the cab, he gestured to the driver, trouble with your rig, and the driver pulled off the road behind the sedan. The sedan or the sedan door opened, and Label... It, it says Labilly, I think, or Libel. I'm going to say Libel. Emerged wearing only his underpants. It gets better. Seeing Label looking odd and behaving oddly, the trucker immediately pulled back onto the highway. What the driver did not see was Libel running around the truck, climbing barefoot on board of the trailer. And the Riggs camera captured this dude basically maneuvering under the trailer as it reaches highway speeds. Out of sight beneath the trailer, Label unscrewed a valve and positioned himself more or less under the outlet pipe. And a torrent of wine gushed out and Libel happily commenced gulping down as much as he could, which left the flowing which left a lot flowing off his face and onto the asphalt. <laughs> My wife is la dying right now because this is seriously a what the fuck was <laughs> this guy thinking moment. This can't be real. No, this is real. This is real. <coughs> the driver noticed that he was bleeding cargo at an alarming rate. And so he called the highway patrol, and as he began to pull off the shoulder, the arresting officer found the still gulping libel laying on the ground doing snow angels as the red wine continued to gush over him, and he was obliterated when they handcuffed him, and thus cooperating during the arrest. Um, I think libel was obliterated before he climbed under the truck. <laughs> Dude, so this is the crazy part. About 1,000 gallons of wine... 
which is 5,000 bottles worth, had spilled from the truck. And how much of that wine ended up in Libel's gullet is unknown, but was obvious that he had his due share. Oh, my God. He's, uh, he was cited for a felony vandalism and a misdemeanor driving on a suspended license. That's what he got. That's what they got him for. This dude climbed on a trailer and stole wine from a winery and fucking unplugged the cork. It's drank it straight from the source. Straight from the goddamn truck. <laughs> so, you know, we say what the fuck was he thinking, but at the same time, I mean. maybe he was on to something. I just want to know what he was on before he did it, because he was in his underwear. Dude, he had to be drunk, or maybe he was slapping it off in the car before he pulled the truck guy over, and he goes gets drunk again. <laughs> or he was on some kind of drugs. Maybe. <laughs> and he thought, oh, that's a wine truck. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen my there. wife laugh that hard in a long time. I'm literally tearing up. I'm so glad you didn't tell me that one before the show. <laughs> Oh, libel. Good old libel. I love you, libel. Thank you for giving us a what the fuck were they thinking moment for us to talk about. You are the best. I'm just glad he didn't fall off, though. I mean, he he, he loved to tell about it. He did. He was a survivor. I mean, out of all of his friends, nobody's going to top like that. Like, oh, what'd you do last Friday? You're never going to believe this one. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Or somebody else down, like, driving down the street, like, hey, did anybody else see libel on the underneath <laughs> of that truck? <laughs> you, can't, you can't make this shit up. You can't. Like, dude. I could get enough of this stuff on TikTok or any of these other places, but this is just so much better. These are really the ones where you're like, dude, what, <laughs> what are you about? <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, so I, I, I left the the best for last. Are you ready for this one? The best for last? Yeah, this is a good one. Oh. Okay, so here we go. Michael Sexton, who is 58, read, a buried, read of a buried treasure in a book authored by the eccentric and controversial art dealer named Forrest Fenn. In the thrill of the chase, Fenn claims that he himself buried two million dollars worth of golden coins and other artifacts somewhere out in the rocky mountains and gives clues throughout the book hinting at its secret location in nine poetry verses (laughs) i think you know where this is going right like this dumbass is obviously going to go look for the treasure yeah but i'm wondering if that guy was just saying (coughs) to get people to buy his book well duh that's what they're basically saying the guy was controversial so like he was already a dumbass and someone else believed another dumbass believed him this is what people are doing nowadays they're fucking desperate this was march 17th 2020 that this happened so it was recent oh okay this wasn't like in 1986 when you could believe something like that there was an internet this was in the uh, golden year of 2020 And, and let me tell you something as far as treasure hunters go the thing that i don't get and i'm gonna go off tangent here but the thing that I don't get is how are you, why are you still searching for treasure, dude? It's been fucking 8,000 years or whatever. 2,000 years, okay? Whatever, and beyond. And 
if you think someone hasn't found that treasure already, then you're fucking crazy. Like, those guys on Curse of Oak Island, like, I'm done with your show, dude. You guys aren't finding any treasure, dude. You're finding stuff that's on the ground that, you know, if I had access in a fucking radar gun, I could find it too, you dick. <laughs> you don't think, like, the show. president of the United States, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, didn't find that gold already? Like, come on. You don't think the governments already have all that money? Maybe. Do you yeah. think they genuinely didn't find it and are still like in this whole myth of oh, the money pit? Well, I think they're hoping that it was hidden well enough. Yeah. Well, but then when they say, oh, it looks like somebody already dug here, it's like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, the, the, all these treasure hunters, you're just as crazy as this Forrest Fenn guy. So anyways, the temptation was great for Michael. Although 350,000 others had gone looking for this buried box, no one is known to have found it. Sorry, uh, Marissa's video cut out. Okay, we're back. Okay, so no one has known uh, to found it. Worse, four men died in an effort. Unlike the rest of them, however, Michael knew where the treasure was buried because... Based on his interpretation of the clues in the book, so he talked sixty-five year he talked a sixty-five-year-old acquaintance into jumping in on the treasure hunt with him and their quest for being rich. On February of two thousand and twenty, they headed to Dinosaur National Monument in Colorado, Utah border, and Michael was so certain that he knew where the treasure was that neither he nor his colleague prepared for an overnight stay in the mountains. <laughs> Come on, people. Stay out of the mountains. <laughs> Bring some warm clothes. <laughs> you just, you're going to the Rocky Mountains and you don't bring anything with you? Not even some trail mix? Fucking stupid. What were you thinking? I don't know. This is the kind of people that live in our world nowadays. Anyways, okay, so... No doubt assuming that they started early enough we would be home before sunset. Two million dollars richer. Um, they found no treasure. And they lost their bearings. Cold, hungry, and disoriented. Uh, the future looked grim for Michael and his friend. Shivering close to death. They were fortunately, they were fortunately just found just in time by a search and rescue team who brought them down the mountain. One would think that having starved... Uh, survive such an experience that you wouldn't go back. But guess what? He went out for a second try. Once more, he sweet-talked that 65-year-old person to go back out and go look for the treasure. The unfolding COVID-19 epidemic had prompted intermittent closures of di- of the Monument Park. This is when they started closing them down. And hike- hikers weren't up there. Yeah. So basically what happened is Michael didn't care that there weren't anybody up there. They wanted to go and check for this thing. And they took two bottles of water and a copy of Finn's book and the clothes on their back and went up the mountain. The two men rented snowmobiles and loaded onto them uh, the bed of their pickup truck. Wait, the two men rented snowmobiles and loaded them onto the bed of their pickup truck and then... They drove off towards the remote northwest boundary of the park, and basically after nightfall, the rental agent alerted local authorities that they didn't come back. So they basically went out and looked for these two guys. Um, let's see. You 
you know, I was like thinking it was going to be like positive when you said he was found the first time. <laughs> no, uh, this guy, they died. Oh, <laughs> these two people died. They went back up, they got lost and nobody could find them because there was nobody up there because of COVID-19. Why would you go back up? Oh, Cardi B, you tell them. I mean, that's just as bad as this dude going up Mount Fiji. The fuck were they thinking? What the fuck were you guys thinking? What were you guys thinking? You're dead now. They're dead. That was dumb. It was dumb. That was dumb. I mean, the first story you told, he, you know, died the first time. They they went back out there to do it again. Like, they were like, yeah, that wasn't enough for us. They Yeah, all these guys are like, yeah, uh, by the way, you shouldn't go back. And they're like, okay. They go rent snowmobiles and go right back out. This time we'll bring snowmobiles. Because that'll yeah, save us. We'll be okay. Everything's going to be just fine. Don't worry, little buddy. You're 65 years old, and you probably shouldn't even be out of your rocking chair right now. But don't worry. We're going to get you out on this mountain and... No supplies, no pants, no nothing, and we're going to make it happen. Yeah, they were acting like it was like a day trip. Like, oh, yeah, we'll be in time for dinner. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I hope everybody liked the show. Did you have fun today? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you had fun? I mean, what would you think of what the fuck were they thinking? Was that a pretty funny segment? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I I'm liked, glad. Yeah, it. what was his name? The metal guy. Um, the wine drunk guy. <laughs> Libel. Libel. You're Libel. My buddy, the survivor. Yeah. He's a survivor. I'm so glad he didn't fall off. Cheers to you, Libel. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm sorry about the other two people, though. Yeah. Or multiple people. Are you excited about what's coming up uh, with the show? Yeah. We got some cool stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, next week is Fight Week with Conor McGregor is actually going to be fighting. That's epic. He's coming back to the ring. I mean, I can't. This guy has the best walk-in in, in the history of fighting. Yeah. He's very entertaining to watch. My wife loves. Wa Marissa loves watching him, and I think she has a secret crush on him. <laughs> it's okay. I, I can't compete with that guy, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, you got a stage lit green for you, bud. Stop. The whole... I mean, the guy's basically a king in Ireland. No, I, he's just a really good fighter. And, like, his energy, it, like, draws you in. But, no, he's got, like, a wife and, I think, two kids and whatnot. And it's just, you know, it's all, it's cute. Yeah, it is. I dig it. But in honor of Fight Week, Highly Irritable's, Highly, <laughs> um, highly Irritable's gonna bring in a guest, um, that is a very dear friend of mine, but he's also a, a successful boxer. Um, Matt McKinney, El Matador. That's so cool. The big boy. Yeah. He's a Mexican. He's the champion right now, the heavyweight champion in Mexico. And he just fought at Madison Square Garden under the Triple G fight. Um, and he beat the shit out of some Irish kid that was 19 years old. He's still doing it. He's still boxing. That's so awesome. Yeah, I love Matt. El, Ma El Matador, baby. <laughs> I mean, I know in the boxing realm they call him El Matador, but to me, he's still the king of the lobsters. King of the lobsters. Oh, yeah. We used to have this gang in Escondido called the lobsters, and I can't tell you what we did, but we painted certain things with lobsters Oh. in the state of California. 
if like you know what I mean. Actual lobsters. No, like we painted it. Oh, well, like yeah, I'm showing you guys the motion, like, but I can't really say it. It's incriminating, so I'm not going to tell you what we did. But yeah, but it's pictures of lobsters. <clears throat> yes, we were the lobsters, oh. and people were terrified of us. And Matt was king of the lobsters. Very cute. But now he's a big time boxer, and he still does fuck people up. But for a living. So I'm gonna yeah. So I'm gonna bring old um, El Matador in to be my fight specialist, and we're gonna talk. I'm gonna interview him, see what's going on with his life nowadays, and I'm excited to talk to him. Yeah, I'm so, excited to listen. Yeah, and and we all gotta stay tuned for the um for the next um episode. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be really fun. So we had Stale Cracker, and then we're gonna have El Matador. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's a good mix. It is a good mix. I think, you know, I'm going to finish up because we're running out of time here. But, you know, I just want to tap on what I've been tapping about on this whole fucking episode. And basically it's social media. And I hate you. I hate you with all my heart. I hate you, social media. But I use you and I need you. You are like a toxic girlfriend to me. You know? I love banging you. And it's great when we have sex, but every time you talk, I'm like, fuck, get me out of here. I hate you, social media. I hate what you're about. I hate the desperate people that are on social media. Actually, I don't want to, hate's a very strong word. I don't hate you people. I dislike your ideas. I don't like them. And you don't have to like mine, but I really don't care, okay? Like, I don't care, Karen. I don't care about your haircut. I don't care. I don't give a shit about your nails. I don't care about your shitty pasta that you made or your stupid cookies. I'm done. Like, st- you're reaching. Just stop. I'm over it. I'm seriously over it. Do some due diligence for yourself and do things that f- successful people do. We're talking about history, man. This dude, Stale Cracker is putting history on TikTok and you need to fucking appreciate it. He's taking his grandpa's recipes and he's cooking with them. And he has done very well for himself. Not to mention that he's probably a successful man beyond that stuff. You know, I appreciate success. But someone doing something like that followed up by some person posting the desperate Desperate post right behind it is like the most irritating thing in the world. Once again, you're a toxic girlfriend to me, social media. And no, I'm not going to go to fucking therapy with you either. You can tag that shit. Put it down in the trash because I'm not going. I'm wrapping it up. And I'm going to, you know, basically that's my finishing thoughts. I think I've said enough about this. What do you think? I agree. Do you think I can just basically end the show on we're done with this shit? I mean, it sounds like you want to break up with social media. (laughs) I would love to. (laughs) Listen, if you guys can spread the word via fucking bird and chisel and stone and get me like with a bow and arrow to where the somebody in London will start watching my show or listening to my show and watching my YouTube. Just make me famous already. God damn it. That way I don't have to do social media. I can just watch it and make fun of it and make you guys laugh more. What the fuck? 
Yeah. Can you help a brother out? Can you follow me? Can you share? Can you like? Can you do that shit for me? I'm desperate. Let's have a grow party. Let's have a grow party. I'm just kidding. Go fuck <laughs> yourself and your grow parties. You guys can all suck it off. <laughs> I hope you can see the anger in my face. Can you see it? That's an angry 39-year-old dad's face. <sighs> I'm a terrible, irritated person. Yeah, you are. Nah, man. <clears throat> you're like that cranky old man that you're like, don't want to go by because you're afraid he's going to hit you with his cane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> I'm there. <sighs> On that note, I think it's good enough to wrap it up. But I do want to leave you guys with one thing. You know, Stale Cracker and I were talking earlier about the content that he puts up and why it's good for everybody. And he talked about something that I thought was really cool and the fact that, you know, he's recording everyday life for him, which is I'm going to go hunting and I'm going to get my food. I'm going to come home and I'm going to cook it for my family and I'm going to have fun with my kids cooking. And I'm going to drink some beers and I'm going to laugh and smile and giggle and, and I'm going to live my life to a fun ability and, and, and life isn't so serious. You know? And for you people that are desperate and for you people that are suffering, there's always someone out there. And I'm being for real right now. If you're having a problem or you're having mental issues or you're ready to take a drink of that bottle... Or you're ready to pop the top of that freaking pill bottle and start eating them pills. Make a phone call. Call somebody. You can reach me. You can hit me up on Instagram and DM me or whatever. I'm not going to be a dick to you. I'm going to actually take your phone call. I'm going to talk to you down off that ledge. There's somebody willing to listen. And trust me, you got to pick up that phone and don't make that mistake. Don't do bad things to yourself. Don't harm yourself. People, you know... I know it sucks sometimes and I know you just want to feel that little bit of ounce of love or just that little bit of ounce of happiness because sometimes it's hard to find it, but it's there. And you can find someone to give you that just for a split second. And then go out and find and find yourself and start loving yourself because then you can truly be happy. When you can be happy with yourself, you can be happy all the time. That's the way it works. And that's why this dude's always smiling in his videos. And I hope y'all like the content today because you know what? I worked really hard to get this guy on the show and, and he came through for me and I appreciate him with all my heart. And once again, if you're listening out there, his his name, his handle is Stale Cracker Official at Stale Cracker Official on Instagram. And on TikTok, he's Stale Cracker. Go watch his videos. They're dope. And, you know, just one more thing. If you see someone and they're upset and they're not having a good day, tell them you love them. Give them a hug. Shake their hand. Do what you got to do to make that person smile. You know what I'm saying? And then when you're done doing that, tell them to go fuck themselves. 